Hello everybody on this wonderful Monday. Welcome to the Power Hour here with me, Coach Colin. And I'm so pleased to see so many here registered for our session, which has a very special topic, which is of course interesting for all us leaders, which is, are you still trying to be the best or how can you be a real leader for your sales team instead? And today's topic is a very special one because it should look into the question, are you still trying to be the best on your team or are you already a leader instead? And this specific topic reminds me that um, that I was actually visiting with a few friends the other day in um, in a pub. And I'm going to tell you this little story about this, uh, this visit here because I've got four oh. terrific friends and um, these friends, actually, they're all managers. And I was asking them, I said, why did you become a manager in the past? And they, they had different stories to tell. And there was, there was like Chris. And he, Chris said, well, I thought it would be great to be a manager because I saw around me that people, you know, they were doing mistakes. And I'm really somebody who would like to get things right. And that is why he said, I became a manager in R&D so that I could help our company to do the right R&D projects and really get, do the things right. And I thought that was a good idea to why and why he felt motivated to be a manager. And then I turned to Alex, who um, was actually had a different opinion and reason why he liked to be a manager because he said in my job as a marketing manager I have to push the boundaries and I would like to take risks and things and really push our company and take challenges and that is why I like to be a manager because I feel that is so important and then there was Stefan, the third friend, and Stefan had actually quite a different reason for himself to be a manager. He was a manager in sales, and he said, I was actually looking for this job because I quite liked the position of being a sales manager, interacting with the, com- with the customers and taking important decisions. And uh, he said, wow, and I really like my new company car. That is really nice when I drive into the compound with the customers. He said, I, I like that a lot. And then there was Klaus, the fourth friend here, and he said, I actually like taking care of my team. You know, my team can come to me and they can ask me all sorts of questions and share their thoughts with me. And that is why I like to be a manager. And we were discussing around these things, of course. And, of course, these managers, these four managers, they, they like their, their job, but they also saw a number of challenges. And we're talking about that over a couple of beers. And we suddenly realized that those, um, when we started drinking a few beers, that these, these challenges, they became more and more apparent, not because of we were drinking beer, but they suddenly realized that, you know what? They said, we've got so many things going on in our company, they said. Sometimes it's really hard to to figure out what is most important for our team. And my, my team even, they get information from, from other corners within the company. And it's, and it's like, you know, sometimes it's hard to get them aligned, they said. And um, then Alex said, yes, and, and you know what, what, what is really difficult, he said, there's no real priority in these things that that we do it it seems like everything is important and there's so many people involved in these decisions it is very difficult to get that clarity and and stefani said well for my company is actually different he said we are reorganizing a lot and we have got these new organizations and sometimes there is a project manager who comes in because he's supposed to coordinate a certain a certain project and then there is a, another coordinator who's who's trying to implement another change and then there's a third one who's asking me for some kind of of report and it's like I don't really know all this organization all these different people and I realize that my own people they're Sometimes they're sitting around waiting until somebody has figured out how everything should work and waiting for somebody to tell them what to do. 
And and Klaus, he said, well, for me, it's a little different, he said, because I, I feel that we don't really find the right progress. I mean, we're, we're working hard on the things, and my team is really putting a lot of effort into these things and the projects that we're doing. But then in the end, he said, when we're looking at the KPIs, it is not really that we're moving forward. And... You can imagine how this conversation went on and perhaps even you recognize some of these things and we had a few more beers on, on the way. And But what really then happened is that this whole conversation reached a low point where they said, you know what? For, for us as managers, this situation is not so very easy because before we were doing like the right things and we were explaining our colleagues, how they should do, do things differently and what challenges we could take. And we were challenging each other. And and um, we were part of these organizational changes and driving some of these changes ourselves. And we liked this coordination with different people. And But somehow they said, now that we are on this role as a manager, it becomes very frustrating. And it feels like it felt like the you know the, the the glass was becoming more and more empty and the people didn't really know what to do and they said we have to somehow we want to change this and we don't really we don't really see how we can do that but you know we would we would like to avoid these distractions that the people have and we would like to be clear about the decisions. And then Stefan said, well, of course, then I take more decisions. Then I just tell the people what to do. And then, then Alex said, and he said, well, well, in my case, he said, when things become slow, then I, then I take these initiatives and I become a little more risky to really press the boundaries. And, and then Chris said, yes, and then, then I tell my people I give them more instructions what they should be doing in greater detail. And, and Klaus said, and I take even more care of my team and we get even closer and I, I show them the sympathy around how hard these things are. But I said, if you're doing more of the same thing, is that really then leading your team forward? And that is where the evening sort of the... the the atmosphere of that evening hit the bottom because then they suddenly realized that perhaps they were missing out of something. And that is where we had some time of reflecting and we were thinking, well, well, what is really the effect on a team when there are so many different distractions? And what is really what really happens if if there are so many so many challenges and it becomes confusing and the team sort of discusses again and again what should be done and there is no clear direction and there's no decision or, or how does a team feel if there are so many changes happening around outside in the in the environment with the customers even political or even inside the company with the organization and and how does it how does it feel then if if there is very little progress and you see these KPIs, they're hardly moving. And that is where I thought today we could think about those and you can start thinking about this question. I'll put them here up on the screen so that you can then start typing something into the, into the chat around these questions and you can think for yourself, well, how does your team then react? What do you think happens in your team and here are the questions one more time, and we'll just take these here on the screen, one, two, three, four, and you can write in your in the chat whatever you, you want in the sense of, if you want to answer one of these four questions, just write a number one and, and a comment behind it, and then I'll take them on here and we can collect some ideas. What do you think happens in your team when... There are so many distractions, like number one, or there is an endless discussion about what to do, or what happens when you feel that the organ when you feel the, the changes in the organization. And how do you feel and how does your team feel if they don't see any progress? So now I would like you to 
write your answers into the chat and I will pick them up here on the chat and I'll put them onto the screen as we go along, as many as I can, so that we can have a picture of what really happens here. So if you just then, if you want to answer, just write a number there and then the answer, what you think happens. What is the effect of of uh, many distractions? Why? What is the effect of endless discussions? Or what happens in the team? What happens when you feel that the organization changes? Or how do you feel if you don't see any progress? And here on the right-hand side, I will put the notes. So let's see. Here we come. There is the first comment. Unable, <coughs> unable to focus on the right things. There's a good one. And the next one is endless discussions, no results or progress. Yes. People lose focus. Absolutely, they do. And excuse my spelling on the way. I'm... Um, it's not so easy to write to write on one screen, read the other screen, and have a big microphone in front of you. So bear with me. I will correct it, of course, in the end before I post it. People lose focus on what's important. Absolutely. Confusion on the real direction. That is a good one, too. No action. Absolutely correct. The team misses on focus and uncertainty promotes loss of motivation. Absolutely correct. Yep. There's no action. They stay frozen. Yes. I think you've got the the whole idea. And here's another one. Um, you have to prepare yourself before you motivate your team to follow a new direction. These are all great comments, and I will collect the comments um, afterwards and put them here on the screen and even correct, of course, of course the typos as I was doing on. And this is, this is great because the question now is, if, these, if the people are unable to focus on the right thing, if people lose focus on what is important and there are no results and progress and no action and they freeze in their actions and there is confusion on the real direction and there is a loss of motivation – and um, there's still more coming in, confusing heads and lost, uh, lost around what is the right way. Absolutely correct. And people waste time and energy on things that are not important. Absolutely correct here, all the way from Brazil. If you know that these things are happening, then, of course, you can imagine what, what level of efficiency you have in your team. And as a leader of your team, of course, you want immediately you want to change this and this is where then the challenge really is for us as leaders how do we change this as as quickly as possible because of course we don't want to have that situation because we don't want to have people who are distracted who are not focused because we will then risk that we don't achieve our goals and that would be the worst thing that we have because, of course, we are committed to our goals and that is where we want to be at the end of the year and during this whole process. So the question that came up in our discussion was, well, how can I overcome so many distractions and get my team focused on what is important again? Because if they are distracted and they don't really see what is important, of course, they will, they will do other things that they for themselves find that it is important. And that might not be the ones that we really have to focus on. Or number two here, here is how can we be more effective in my, in my meetings because we don't want to have these endless discussions. We really want to get to the point. But then the question is who is really responsible for having that effectiveness in my meetings? And that is me as the leader of that team. Or number three here, the question is how can I make my team feel safe in all these even organizational changes. 
Because if the people are confused and they're sitting and waiting because they're afraid of, of doing something and they've lost their way, I have to make them feel safe again. And number four is how can I help them to see their progress? And this is an important one also because, of course, we're following big targets and we're measuring the targets at the end of the year. But how can you see the progress on the way? That is where we have to see how we can help our people. So you can imagine that if we were to find answers around these questions, all of a sudden our team might react differently. Because when you start communicating with your team, the first and specifically at the beginning of the year when a lot of, a lot of you have been doing goal um, uh, agreements, uh, the, question, the first question is, of course, from everybody, well, why are we doing this? And what do we have to do to change this? And if you can imagine in the morning, if you're starting a task, whether it is now a task at work, whether you want to improve, improve your, your diet or whether you want to improve your body and whatever it is, whether you want to improve your relationship or improve the result with your customer on your business, if you think about what you want to do and you cannot understand and you cannot answer for yourself why you have to do that, you won't do it. You will try and focus on something else where you can understand why you are doing it. Which means as a leader, if I want to achieve my goals with my team, that is the first question which I want them to answer. Every time we're looking at our plans and our goals, I'll have to bring back that idea, why are we doing this? And the second thing that they'll have in their mind immediately around why we're doing this is, well, what has to change then so that we can be there? And that is part of our goal conversations. So to everybody in my team and in your team, they have to understand immediately when they wake up in the morning and when they try to do something differently, why are we doing this and what is it really that has to change? The second thing when they understand why things have to change and what has to change, the second thing they're going to ask themselves where you can help is, well, how are we going to do this together? Because nobody likes to sit on their own. And everybody knows that there are resources, there are people, there are budgets, there are time. There is even time from my manager that can help us move something forward and achieve a new level. And when I can have a discussion with my team, how are we going to do this together and be more clear around the resources, then all of a sudden... It becomes more clearer for everybody what they get to be able to do the things what you need to do to change. Which means that if you want to break into a customer and you want to double the, um, the, the revenues with a certain customer, but you don't allocate certain technical resources to get that breakthrough, of course that person will fail on their own. And if you want to do a certain uh, launch of a certain product area, but you have not the resources in place to test it enough so that you're being safe when you launch it into the market, of course, the person who is developing that product and wants to launch it, they feel left on their own. So how are you going to support those initiatives, those goals that you have with your team? That is where your role as a manager comes in where you want to exploit the resources as the most efficient way so that everybody in your team knows, okay, this is what we want to achieve and this is how we are going to do it. And during that month, I get the technical resources to prove it to our customer. During the next month, my colleague gets the technical resources to prove it to our customers. And then it becomes clear. And when the team perspective becomes clear... Yeah, why we need to do this and what we need to change and how we are going to do it together, then all of a sudden the perspective changes because now the people understand why they should be doing things and what has to be done and what they have available to do. But now they ask themselves, well, how can I do it now? That is when they start thinking about, well, what experience do I have? What perspective do I have in this and do I dare to do these things? Because this is an interesting aspect, because now things 
becomes not a team perspective, it becomes a personal perspective where you want to coach an individual so that they can see their own contribution within that journey that you're doing, within that strategy that you have developed, so that they can understand for themselves, how can I help here? Because everybody wants to help. And if you can lay out for them, this is how you can help, and this is how your experience helps you to be better in what you're going to do, and you can coach them so that they dare to take the action. That is where people feel comfortable in taking action, even if the environment is a little uncertain, and even if it is unclear. But the confidence in themselves so that they can understand what I can do each and every one in my team, what I can do to help here, that is essential. And when they start doing something new, then of course you will want to help them to see how they have been contributing because nothing is more frustrating and anybody who's been trying to do weight loss or been going to the gym, you realize that nothing is more frustrating when you've tried it for two or three weeks and it is really hard to do and it's costing you an effort to do that every day and you don't see any effect. And of course, we know and you know as well that there is no effect that you can see within three weeks, which means you have to continuously do it. But if they can't see their own progress, if you can't help them see how they are progressing, how they are slowly taking the first step to contribute, if you can't help them see that focus on the small things that are happening right now, then they'll stop doing it. And a typical example right now is when I look out of the window, it is, it's springtime, right? And it was only on Thursday last week, it was still snowing and it was minus seven in the mornings. And, and I was looking at the calendar and I thought, of course, in the calendar, it's spring very soon, but there are no signs of spring. And then all of a sudden I saw a sign of spring because I saw the, the geese flying around, the Canada geese that live further in southern Europe when it's warm. And that is the first sign of spring. So even if there is snow outside and it's frost outside, which means I don't see the result of spring arriving, I know it is coming because there are these small changes, these small indicators that make me hopeful that I'm going to have spring eventually. And this is what you want to look for. This is what you want to have your, your mind set, knowing what are the small things that my people will be doing on the way so that I can show them the progress on their journey. And these are then the, the, the key elements that are here on the screen right now. You want to give them the answers so that everybody knows why do we do this and what has to change. That is the description of the goal. And we will talk about that next time, why focusing on the gap and focusing on the goal, why there is a big difference. This is, this is not a number that you put there in front of the people. This is more so that everybody can emotionally for themselves understand why things have to change and what has to change. And then, of course, they go into the next level and think, well, how are we going to do that? But then on a personal level, how can I help here? And how can I see more of how I'm doing it? But then it's the interesting thing. When I was talking to my four friends here with Chris, Alex, um, around these things, we suddenly realized that as much as they understood this, they also realized that they were having preferences around things that we were discussing. And of course, they were saying, well, we do a lot of this. Of course, we're talking about the goals and we're taking the decisions around um, how we should be progressing. And we are, I'm coaching the people and having a good relationship to, to make sure that, that, that they don't feel fearful and I'm showing the results. But then they suddenly realized that they had preferences. So if you think about these four areas, and I'll put another picture here on the screen. If you think about these four areas, on, on one, it's talking about, here on the top right-hand side, it's talking about the future. It's talking about, and I'm going to mark it, it's talking about why things have to change and what has to change. And I had a manager once, and he was terrific. He was talking about all these things about the future, and we had to change this, and this we were going to do, and, and then the, and 2017 would be this year, 2018 would be another, and would be different. They were always moving ahead. 
And then there was, an, I had another manager, actually, it was interesting because this was, this was like Chris, he was saying, well, I'm taking the decisions in detail every day so that people know how we're going to do these. And I tell them, okay, you've got this person here right now for that week to do the technical support and so on. And that was Klaus talking. And then, of course, there was, there was um, uh, Stefan who said, well, I really follow up in detail what they have been doing and ask my people to do the reports and I and I make sure that they have done everything exactly what what I tell them to do. And I said, well, this is terrific because this is very much in those four sides talking about the future and the present and the con- and the conditions of your people to act and the past. But then I said, which is then your favorite side? What happens if you focus only on one side, if you only talk about the future, or if you only take decisions right now around what is the detail here and what has to do right now, or if you only have a relationship with my with your people, or if you only follow up on the reports and in the past and what people have been done and what has been corrected. And that is where I thought I could ask you here very shortly around which do you think is your preferred side of leadership do you focus and communicate more on around the future is it perhaps more around the current decisions that you have to take more the short term or is it more the relationship side with the people or is it more that you look at the reports and see how people have done what do you think ask yourself the question you can you can just write the numbers one two three four here which and a little word behind it which sides do you think you prefer personally and I'll read out a few comments then as we go along. So here's one. Uh, being more in the, in the present, says, uh, says one. I'm not going to say who it is. It doesn't really matter. But the next one says, I'm more in the future. It's more about, about the goals. Yes. Um, and a bit in the present. And there is another one that says, yes, I'm definitely around the goals. And um, here's another one around the present in the past. And... This is exactly what what happens is that we as people, we've got a preference, what we like to talk about. And if we realize that we personally have a preference um, and we we talk a lot about the past or we talk a lot about the future, then we also have to recognize that we have people on our team who are also focusing on different things here on these four sides which means that they might be expecting a message more around the future others when you talk about the future they think about well what about the past what have i done in the past is that still okay because when you talk about the future they get the feeling that they've done things incorrectly in the past and if you're too close to the people like some of you say here then of course Perhaps you don't really share the the progress and the goals that they need to have, and there is sort of a slowdown in the progress of the whole team. And when you then realize that there are differences, the question is, well, to bring your team forward here on the next question, which side do you think you're missing out most? And what would be the effect Could you share some thoughts on that one? Because I think that is really interesting because, of course, we like to work on our side, but there's also the other side where we then think about, well, if I, it is not my favorite side, and if I don't communicate my favorite side enough, but people expecting me to talk about that, what happens? So here I've got a comment. I think I look at the uh, present most, taking care of the day-to-day changes. There seem to be many. Yes. And there's another one. This is an interesting one. It says, if I, I should be focusing more on the past so that the f- people get the feeling of accomplishment. This is a very good one. Because on the other side, if, if you're not focusing on the parts, past and the people are lacking the accomplishment and you're focusing on the future, some people might get the sense of direction. But then there are other people, another manager who might be focusing too much of the, on the past and then the team loses a sense of direction. So it is all a question of balance here. 
And that is absolutely correct. Sometimes you have to stay in the present. Sometimes you have to be in the future that somebody wrote here. Exactly right point. Um, some their examples on the past and the condition to develop people. You have to have the ability to switch depending on which question your team wants answered, whether they want to know more around why things have to change and what has to change, or whether they want to know how you as a team are going to solve these things, or how they as an individual can contribute, or the last one, how they can actually share and show their progress, depending on those four questions that your people has have in their, in their head, you will want to adapt in your communication. And that is where, of course, listening here, that is absolutely the right question here, Kenneth. How do I find the correct balance to to create the most possible, the best possible team? You see, your whole team, your whole process that you want to go through has to go through these four questions, has to be able to answer these four questions. And every time you can look at the discussion that you're having and you have to ask yourself, what is missing right now? Because you can then see in the team discussions or the individual discussions, is the person hesitant to move on? Then they might need a better explanation. And then you can ask, well, do we, do we agree on the goals? Do we know where we're going? Do you know what resources you have available? These become then coaching questions immediately where you're trying to analyze really what the person needs to feel comfortable to act. And here's another comment. Yes, absolutely correct. If you're missing focusing on the past, um, you should because it's a good measure of progress. Absolutely. Because nothing, again, nothing is more frustrating than doing things, doing things, doing things, and you don't really see how it progresses because the measurements that we normally have, the results that we put there, the KPIs, they are so big and the individual impact on a KPI like that is typically hardly to be seen. So you have to find other measurements so that the people can understand how they're progressing. And that is where you want to help them. And that is where questions really help. And um, Kenneth, yes, if you want to find the right quest- the right balance, that is where the questions help to 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 see even those questions that we had here, and I just put them up on the screen one more time because they are so so important and so guiding. And of course, you can find your own questions around around these. And I just take this yellow. The question is, well, why do we do this, and what has to change? You can ask your team. You can do a flip chart ask exercise with your team to check have they really understood the goals and the strategy behind what you're trying to achieve by having an exercise with your team. Why do we do this and what uh, what do we have to change? Because if they can repeat the direction, if they can repeat the goal, it's great. How are we going to do this together is another great question which you can ask to your team in a conversation because they need to share the resources that they have and they can help each other to do things effectively and you can participate in in making this success together. And the third and the fourth question here, how can I help here? These are individual coaching questions that you can take on an individual basis and how can you see how um, how I did that is a, co- is a question that they that they want to have with you answered with you so that they see did you did you as a manager did you see me doing that so that they can see the effort these are extremely important questions to be answered to make sure that your team stays motivated and that is all that is exactly what it's about because we want to stay motivated moving forward because we want to we want to achieve our goals and achieving our goals means that our people they want to know exactly these four questions you want to they want to have these four questions ready for themselves like any day and the more you can share and agree on why things and what has to change the more they get the sense of direction and the less confusion there is when there's so many goals to 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 see and there is if there are so many things to discuss and decide how things should be done, then it is your task to help them to set the priorities. That is part of what leadership is about, so that you use the resources that your team has effectively. 
And of course, they want to help them to see how they can contribute and show them how and when they contributed so that they feel they have contributed, they are progressing. So if you were to do these, how much do you think is going to happen from the worries that we had at the beginning where where Chris and, and Alex, they were so frustrated? And I'm quite sure at the beginning you could have felt their frustration around what was happening when they said it's it's like it's like they're, they're, it's hard to get them aligned. It is hard to find the priority and they're they're just sitting and, and waiting and they are they don't see any progress. How much do you think is going to change if you can help them answer these four questions? That is where I would like to leave off from my presentation for today and open on to um, live questions and, of course, chat questions, which you can post here anytime, because this is so very essential, because if we don't, if our people, or even yourself, if you think about you're part of a team with your managers, um, if you don't have these questions for yourself available, of course, what happens to your motivation, your willingness to act and, and push boundaries? You know exactly what's going to happen. And at this point, as I said, we can um, we can have some questions and um, and here's a comment already. What will happen when we get more of these uh, answers out there? The first comment here is, I think um, I think this will create a team that works together to answer their own questions. That is absolutely correct. And if anybody would like to comment on these things on the discussion right now and anybody would like to ask a question around the course that we're doing together, you're absolutely welcome. You can write a question here in the chat window or you can activate your microphone and, of course, I can I can call on you so that we can have um, your question. And this is, I mean, and I'm just talking uh, talking a little while, while you can think about what question you're going to ask because this is so essential because I'm quite sure you're doing these things. You're talking about the, the present goals and what has to change and, of course, you're sharing data so that people explain, that you can explain to people why things have to change. I'm quite sure your manager has done these presentations with your team. And, and of course, you, you think, you assume that people know these things. You think they see how they can contribute and how they can help to achieve these goals. And you, you, you think that they know exactly how they impact their job and the results. But actually, people need help in seeing the things, what they're doing and how they can do these things. And that is where we can help them and lead them on so that they feel more confident to move ahead. So who would like to ask a question? Um, anybody would like to activate the microphone? I can see a green microphone um, from uh, Manuel in Mexico, I think it is. Hello and a good morning to you, Manuel. Hello, good morning, Colin. Hello. How are you today? I'm fine, I'm fine. So far so good. Great. What thoughts do you have around... Um, this image about sharing more about why things have to be done or how things could be done in a team and how the individuals can contribute. Okay, I think uh, as a team, uh, sometimes uh, we need to be sure or, or we always have people that immediately uh, understand what has to change or immediately they know what to do. I will believe that the challenge for for us sometimes is about the people that really have different personality or sometimes have a different perspective or they like to discuss about what has to change. So I will believe that sometimes the challenge for us is to convince these people about the way to change and why to do that. That is where it starts, exactly, Manuel. <clears throat> and, and if you... And this is where the difference is between telling people why they have to change and what has to change, because nobody likes that, right? But if you share information at the beginning um, of, a, of a meeting about, I mean, I know that you've got a, 
a very, very challenging situation. Mexico, on one side, just a year ago, it was like everybody wanted to invest even more in Mexico. And now with a new political situation, it's like everybody wants to pull out of Mexico. Nothing can change faster. It's it's very scary, of course, for everybody. And But the question is, if you can ask the people for themselves to understand what has to change and why these things has to change by just asking them about their opinion, that already has a big difference for them. So it's less that you have to convince them, but it's more that your the questions you ask will help them to convince themselves. Yeah, I agree. And that is where 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 group exercise around the flip chart can work very nicely when when you just put on the board say okay team so that we can achieve our this year's results what has to change people know what to do but normally they don't dare to tell so thank you for that question um and here's here's a question here on the text thank you very much manuel do you have more thoughts around the course and um around this topic No, okay. So we've got another question comment here on the chat. How do you convert ideas that sound like complaints to ideas that motivate the team to do something with it? Well, that is actually an interesting question because um I assume that the complaints are from the outside, right? Um uh, not quite sure, Kenneth, whether you want to activate your microphone, but um I assume that the complaints yeah, yeah. Yes, hi, good morning, <laughs> Kenneth. Yeah, I just type that in as it comes to me. But I think um, I have a team. Lots of people have good ideas, but they come across as complaints, right? Where it, uh, I don't know, people are. I think you can use you can use some of this conditional conditional portion of this, where you have to lay some rules down. Um, but uh, but I guess what I'm trying to get to is the complaints they have are actually good ideas, but they sound like complaints. So how do you get that that how do you turn around that thought process? Because, you know, there's certain things that have been that people look at uh, from past, right? They're looking at the past on everything um, where, you know what, we've done this before. We've tried this before. It's the same old thing, that type of thing. But they're still, I mean, they, they want to take part, but the, but they, they come across as complaining versus trying to actually be helpful, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. and you, I, There's a lot of energy. There's a lot of energy in that, so how do you reverse that energy into in the future, right? I mean, take the take the past statements and convert it into future goals versus versus um, just just saying that yeah, we've tried this before type of scenario. And and can it? I think that is a very interesting point because I, I immediately can associate this to all types of situations of life, not only at work. If somebody complains yeah. about something, then. Um, the complaint is, of course, out of two perspectives or even more. One is, of course, a um, a, a, a frustration around that yeah. it perhaps didn't work at the time when they were doing it. Or perhaps even the frustration that it might not work the time you try to do it this time round because, because something is missing. And the, perhaps the return question would be, well... If you had free hands, how would you like to do so that this would be a success? Because with those complaints, there are also always limitations in the people's head, which out of their experience, out of their their knowledge, their, their education, or even their perception, they, they say, okay, this doesn't work because such and such a thing is in its way. It's an obstacle. But how do you then clear that obstacle? I guess you're right. You could ask, basically ask them, okay, you're, I hear your frustration, although what do you think is missing to make it successful this time around? Something yeah. in that line, right? Yeah. Because what we typically have um, as discussions between between our employees and leaders, if I, if I were you know, just to draw it in a very simple way, is that we feel that we are responsible for for the situation and for for um, for things to move ahead, and that is absolutely correct. But we are also responsible for picking up 
all the ideas and resources that the people have and want to share to make things better. Because even if they're complaining, they nobody's really happy with a bad situation. Everybody wants to get out of a bad situation, which means somewhere they always have ideas that might work. And if you if you through more more questions and turning around the questions and asking how they could contribute and where they see limitations and what, what they think didn't work in the past, where they see an opportunity could work this time, what they, would, what they would want to focus on to make it work. If you can ask all these questions, you suddenly realize that you can create a very open and, and candid discussion around yep. what should be done. And Makes sense. What, what people hesitate in this conversation is they a don't really know whether as a manager whether you want to listen to those suggestions and and b they're also hesitant because some of them you don't know how to solve them yet so that is why they just complain without giving you the second half of the story meaning how you could solve it as a team right but we just okay. see the complaint and then we go, oh, somebody else is complaining. Let's try and avoid that complaint. But we have to you know, step forward and saying, okay, there is a reason where this person sees an opportunity and there is energy there to do it differently. And if we can pick that up, that's going to be so yeah. much different. Try to convert that energy. That's, what I'm, that's the point I'm getting to is how do you convert? I mean, they have, it's a lot of energy, right? That can yeah. be used to go down that path, convert yeah. it. And that is where question can that's where questions comes in. Like if you had free hands, yeah, or if you were to do things differently like we did three years ago, or the ob- which obstacles would you need to overcome to make it work? And it's it's not like and we d- you know, as a manager, we don't ask these questions because we are afraid of the responsibility to do it afterwards. But that is not decided yet at that point. That is why we have to be bold and, and courageous and go into that discussion with the people to, to see where it leads to. Right. So that's a very important question. I guess that many people will, um, will have appreciated your, your point to bring it up because that is, that is where we have to step out of our comfort zone and go into that discussion and ask, well, what experience do you have and how would you like to change it and... See where it That's goes. what our life two process seems to. I mean, the life two process here does seem to. Uh, it has has helped convert some of that energy to in the right direction. Put it that way. Great, great. Thanks okay. for the comment. Thanks for the question, Kenneth. I see you're no already eager in the class, and you posted something yesterday on on Sunday. That's terrific. You're the first oh, one yeah. to to post some reflections on a course. So thank you very much. And I can only hand it over to everybody else. Please post your reflections in the virtual classroom so that we can see what other people think and what they yeah, and help them to to progress and share experience. And it's going to be so much fun. So thank you, Kenneth. Okay. Have a good day. And you. So in view of the time, of course, we could take one more question. If anybody else would like to type a question, ask a question, I can see it here on the um, on the screen and I can activate it, of course. And while you're still thinking what you could ask, um, I can share, of course, the upcoming Power Hours, which is next Monday. A very interesting topic around why focusing on results is harmful for your team. Always when I read that one, I think why uh, focusing on results could be harmful for your life. And actually, it is like that. But in this case, we will just talk about your team. A very fun one next Monday. And then the Monday after, after um, perhaps a little more on a rational side, managing or leading, what is the difference? Um, April 3, I would like to highlight a special with Amanda because she's going to come in and share some experience specifically around uh, managers in the US where of course she's that's where she's stationed that's where she's working from and how they have embraced learning with their team some very interesting experience there that she's going to share and um, then of course you can always go into the 
into the calendar and uh, look for more interesting power hours. So, looking at my chat here, there are no more comments, no more questions. I hope you enjoyed today's power hour. And remember, I'm here, Coach Colin. I'm here to help you master your leadership. And you can reach me anytime in the classroom. You can, of course, um, ask me questions there around the courses, around leadership, around um, the sales strategy, the sales process, anything, any question is valid. And of course, we can answer these together. And at that point, I can say, well, thank you very much for today and um, have a great remaining Monday. Take care, everybody. Make this week an absolutely great week. And remember, failure will never overtake me if my determination to success is strong enough. That is what we can work with. So thank you for today and take care, everybody, and speak to you next week or in class.